Hey yo! What is up? What is up? <sighs> welcome, welcome. Hi, how's it going? Blessings, good morning, good afternoon, whatever, it doesn't matter. Can you hear my rain jacket? I hope you can, because it's slightly raining out. Because April showers brings me flowers. Yo, thanks for clicking. This is Gut Instincts Podcast. I am RJ. What's up? How's life? How's life treating you? I hope everything is great. I hope you are manifesting the shit out of your reality. Um, because I know I am, and I know you have the power to... Um, there was nothing after that. That was... If that was written out, it would have been, I know you have the power... T-O-O, meaning you as well. Um, Wordplay. You know I can't get enough of it, you guys. You know I can't get enough of wordplay. Speaking of words, um, I am working on the last bits, uh, putting everything together. More or less putting everything together. That's actually what I'm doing. Um, For the book. For the book, um, the Adam and Eve story book. Uh, the full title will be released relatively shortly once we sort of just get everything fine-tuned. Um, but if you are following my Instagram, you've probably seen a few teasers, or hell, maybe even see the, maybe you even saw the post, uh, looking for an illustrator, which, uh, which I did, and it's phenomenal. I can't wait for you guys to check out. Actually, you can check it out. Uh, John Rigo is his name. So, uh, yeah, sending lots of love to John there. Um, he did a great job on the cover. You can check it out on his Instagram. Um, I'm unsure of the handle at right now, but I'll make sure I put it in the link for you. It's John Rigo. Um, yeah, I think you could just search that regardless. Uh, sorry about that, John. <laughs> I should have prepared, but I didn't think I was going to talk about the book, to be honest. It just happens. Um, but yeah, so book release party uh, or event, I should say. Uh, it's, I guess it's sort of a party, right? We're going to party. It's going to be in September. So for sure, if you are local to the New England area, New England being uh, Northeastern United States, I know I have a lot of friends kind of uh, scattered throughout. So, yeah, if you're close to the Northeast and you're down, it's going to be in Rainham, Massachusetts. That's We know that, and we know it's going to be in September. So there you go. There you have it. There's details for that book release um, party. There's going to be – we're just compiling everything now. We're, it's going to be pretty rad. Um I'll, uh, actually, this will be the first time, um, I kind of let everyone know the, the, the real deal other than like sort of the teasers on Instagram. So yeah, if you're interested, just keep an eye out. I'll be letting everyone know sort of when, uh, tickets are available for that. Um, it's going to be a farm to table food, uh, farm, farm food right to your table. Um, uh, all at, at a, at a local, um, one of my favorite farms. So it's going to be like pretty kick-ass. So I'll, I'll talk about more details 
uh, in the upcoming episodes of the podcast. Uh, we're sort of uh, we're sort of gonna keep it crack keep it cracking. We're gonna keep it moving. We're gonna keep it keep it grinding. Uh, you know, life has sort of gotten the best of me. I guess within the last year, if you've been listening, you sort of you may have known um, the whole my appendix boom shot out it's gone they removed it yanked it out had all sorts of infections and just like it was it was a wild fucking ride and i just want to thank you for for listening to the podcast and for hanging out hanging out you know because i know you could be doing other stuff but in reality you could actually do other stuff and just listen to me right just listen to gut instincts so yeah, we're here and we're eight, it's in April. It's it's four nineteen. Just to let you know uh, where I'm at because sometimes I'll I'll record these things before and after. For example, this episode was recorded the recorded the other week. This week, uh, we have Stu Altman on the podcast as a guest. That's uh, what this episode is. So if you are into um, you know, a little bit of health. We talked a little bit of health uh, in there. He talked about his uh, GERD um, situation and sort of just things uh, on in the realm of, of digestion in the upper half of the GI tract, which is like throat, esophagus, uh, lower intestine. Well, it'd be stomach and then lower intestines, right? Because we know digestion starts in the mouth with the saliva chewing and then the esophagus, and then the stomach, and then the small intestines. Um, so we talk a little bit about that, the upper uh, GI tract, and which is nice, a nice different pace because usually I'm talking about, right, talking about our buttholes, our, our, uh, our, our poops, and, and our, our colon, which is also called the large intestines. Um, because that's where, right, a lot of, most of the uh, gut bacteria resides down there. And, and that's what we talk, that's what I always talk about, right? So I hope you enjoy this. We also talk about uh, antiques. Um, Stu Altman is a antiques uh, dealer. He's also um, an appraiser, an antiques appraiser. And um, he also works with... Uh, just a, just an array of, of, of things in, in that aspect. Uh, so, you know, if you're interested in that, go to his website, uh, Antique Acquisitions, right? We say it in, in, in the podcast, so don't worry if you didn't catch it now. Um, this is an intro. That's what this is. So check it out, y'all. This is what I'm, this is what I might be doing. I guess said for, I mean, not all the time, but basically it's like, if I need to, I will make a intro to the shows, right? Because as sort of things get busy, I can't always uh, do sort of a 10, 15 minute introduction prior to each of the shows, um, especially as we move forward, we progress and get sort of people on uh, as guests in that sort of nature. Um, yeah, it's just like, who wants to be sort of introduced right away I don't know it regardless it's my show so <laughs> if you like it you fucking like it 
and listen to the show. If not, it won't hurt my feelings. I'll be straight with you. Um, it is what it is. Some people resonate. Some people don't. That's what it's all about. Finding your tribe. Um, your vibe attracts your tribe. You've probably seen that on like a t-shirt that somebody was wearing at the beach or a tank top, right? But basically, what I'm getting at as what I'm getting at is I haven't even hit this uh, this bowl yet, which is pretty funny. What I'm getting at is you'll be able to gauge sort of what's happening in the show within this intro. That's when we'll connect. That's when I'll give you the laydown of what's going on. And that's it. And that's it. That I guess that that's really it. And that that being said, you know, I'm looking at I'm looking at the time and it's like 9 minutes and it's perfect. The goal is for like a 10-15 minute introduction. Um and sure this has kind of gone on on rambles, but if you got to this length Basically, I usually let everyone know there's about a 10-15 minute introduction. So if you don't like it or you don't want to hear it or you just don't care or you want to just get to the content, you can skip a roo. I mean, it's technology. You can skip. You can save it. You know, you can pause it. You can repeat it. You can share it. I appreciate it if you share the podcast if you love it. Or if you think uh, something that I said may or may not resonate with someone that you know, um, that's pretty important in my book. So, that's it. No more rambling. I'm done. I told you who was the guest, and that's it. And, And I gave you a little ramblings. So, on that note, enjoy this episode of Gut Instincts Podcast. I name it, it's going to happen, is what you're saying. Yeah, whatever you want to do. <laughs> All right, so basically... What is a podcast, anyway? I guess we can start off with that, right? We might as well start off with what, what is a podcast. Um, but it's basically an audio show. That's how I see it. An yeah. internet audio show. Yeah. And so, who, uh, how many subscribers do you have, and how do people find you? Mm, good question. They can find me on the website. Um, how do you attract visitors? They can find saying. me on com. But I have a YouTube. That's sort of how I started yeah. getting people interested in the podcast because I started to do YouTube sort of videos. And then I started shying further away from YouTube videos and then went towards the podcast. Because? I, I just liked it a little uh, better. It just You liked the audio more than you liked the visuality? I mean, I love doing... The visuals, like I love doing the videography, mm-hmm. and I enjoy it, but it just like, it didn't seem like a feasible sort of um, way for me to continue, because it's a lot of work on top of 
just doing it in itself. You know what I mean? Uh, what to just, broadcast? Yeah, yeah. Just like, uh, you know, I mean, obviously I could have done just the, I mean, I still do my, I call them S-logs, right? They're mm -hmm. called spirit logs. Mm -hmm. And it's a, it's a word play on V-logs, video logs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So I have those, but right. they're, you know what I mean? They're just things that I, I feel like I need to do on video instead of audio because yeah. it's like, I feel like it would be captured better, but I just didn't want to do like a constant video thing. Why? Just, do you I don't think know. You just could not hold the audience. What, 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 uh, what was the issue? I mean, probably not that it's more of just like, I like the convenience of the podcast. I also like the idea of just talking with someone. What's more not everyone wants to be on a video too. You right. know what I mean? I don't everyone... care. It doesn't matter to me. I don't I've been care videoed, either. I've been videoed plenty of times. But I know. What, what's the... Um, which is on which, YouTube. Which, which, which is more of a draw, you think, in your opinion? A, a video from YouTube or a podcast? Um, I don't know. It, Isn't that a tough one? I feel like... I feel like YouTube is a larger crowd, but podcast is a longer... Has a longer life, so to speak. Yeah. It's yeah, more... that's perfectly put, pretty much. Yeah. I feel like it, it can be sustained longer, you know what I mean? Right. As a pod... Because the other, th other thing is, like, frequency. It's like, if you're doing videos, right. you want to keep doing videos like once a week twice a week the oh, people who are pushing a minimum out, once a month minimum right? exactly the people who are pushing out some like once a day oh yeah you know what i mean but they're they can get traction just because they're, they're on out. all the time yeah yeah it's like so i don't know so i i, I felt that it was easier for me to also stop a podcast if need be. Cause it's like some people do at first I was doing it once a week. That was, that was what gut instincts podcast started as like one, once a week for a little while, like six to eight months or something. Mm -hmm. And then it just went to sort of a couple times a month. And, and then I had some stuff I had to deal with. So Cause my friend who's doing of, my website right now said he changed all those mistakes on my website. Oh, yeah, it's better. Well, but but he said to me, <laughs> they weren't bad. Right? No, I mean, he said they were wrong. He but... was said to me that uh, basically um, he wants me to do a blog on Brimfield and the Antique Show, nice, and some other things. Yes, but he said you should be doing a blog on your website a minimum of twice a month. Yeah, definitely, definitely, because. People who are going to hear this, they're going to be like, well, what I want to yeah. do, what you know I want what I mean? do I'm is take a comments, picture, like, obviously picture of all it. my artwork and that kind of stuff, and my bronzes and all that stuff, Yeah, and then post on Instagram, and post like uh, Brimfield Antique Show, hashtag Brimfield Antique Show. Mm -hmm. Now when you Google, when you, now how do the hashtags originate? Is it like with that subject matter, like if I just arbitrarily use the word hashtag in uh, Brimfield Antique Show. Yeah. If they click on that hashtag, will it bring them to any any words that are related to that? Is that how it works? Yeah, it's like uh, it brings 
you to that actual word. So it's almost like putting like a stamp on uh on the picture to be found mm -hmm. there. Mm -hmm. So it's like basically anybody who takes a picture assuming it would be related to that subject, which mm -hmm. it would if they're putting that hashtag on it. Right. Everything will be I almost think of it as like a folder. Okay. That's how I see it. Okay. Hashtags mm -hmm. as like the inter internet's version of folders. Okay. Yeah. And it's like you just click on it and it'll all be there. But then some people obviously will post unrelated stuff. Right? But but that you know what I mean? It depends on the ha hashtag really. Right. <laughs> Cuz I've seen some weird ha you know some strange hashtags being used and I'm like wait that essentially that's those hashtags right. are threads right that connect people to other that's how I use it yeah. you know like I if I see a hashtag of something like I'll do hashtag microbes or kombucha or something right yeah, health related where, yeah where does that bring them well I mean you click it and then everybody who hashtag kombucha is there so so you're gonna get the you know, 16-year-old or 18-year-old who has the kombucha who just took a picture of it in the car, and then you're going to see a home fermenter who posted a picture of the mother, and also, you know. So it's like multiple aspects of just different people posting kombucha. Mm -hmm. And then somebody might post it and put, like, gross. And they posted it and put gross. Like, you know what I mean? Hashtag kombucha, hashtag gross, you know. So it's like you get everyone in that whole aspect. Mm -hmm. But from there, I usually will scroll like with health things, right? Or something to do with gardening or something. Yeah. I'll like, I'll scroll through and I'll see photos that pop out to me, look at them, see the post. If it interests me, I'll go to the person's profile, kind of skim through and be so like, oh, this is pretty information. Go back basically yeah. to the site, the original. Yeah. Kind of, and then I can so I can see where certain friends that I connected with are followed on Instagram, right? Because that's pretty cool too. When you start following people, and then you're you know you end up building a relationship after some time, which I have a lot of on yeah. Instagram. Yeah. It just happens. And have you met some people that you've actually connected with on Instagram? Lo yeah, locally. Yeah, yeah, like a really good friend. Uh, now I first met. Through Instagram, which is hilarious. It was through an Aloe post, right? My good buddy. Uh, and I was looking for Aloe. And he was he was local. And he was like, oh, yeah, I have Aloe. I can give you a plant. And I was like, yeah, okay, cool. Right in, right in Portsmouth. And I went over there and picked up Aloe. And then it was like, that's it. We became friends. And I still hang out with him. That's cool. That's, that's, cool thing, that's just from Instagram. It's 2015 when I first came back to Rhode Island. Yeah. When I was just kind of like, I was posting so, shit on Instagram right. and I was like, hashtag aloe. Right. So that could, that <laughs> hashtag could, Rhode Island. That you could know, build maybe. my business a little bit. Man. I think. I, when I post uh, pictures of stuff. Yeah. And it could draw people to my site because my friend Fred now wants to do a site and I hooked him up with my friend Mike and so far so good. But I think. I think having those links from your site, yeah, are um, business-wise are important. Yeah, it seems like it's one of the most important is to have that connection to sort of feed into 
what you've built, like, or what you got going on. Right, you know? I got a lot like, of shit going exactly. on. Exactly. A lot, some good, some bad. So you just have to just make sure it's all being built and right. using sort of the platform of the internet, the YouTube. I said the YouTube, Instagram. Yeah, I'm on YouTube. I've got one video, and I'm on Instagram. You know, I only do and some Facebook. LinkedIn. It's really rare. And I'm on LinkedIn. How many more? So, I mean, I think that's enough. That's plenty. <laughs> you know, some people say that too, that's too much. But when it comes down to it is you want to be available. You know, like right. especially if you're doing something, whatever it is you're doing, and, and if you're interacting with people. Like, right. that's what's the coolest thing is, like, you just, you have the opportunity to interact with people all the time. I don't know. It, to me, that helps, because then so many times I've built on what I got going on in life. Just, like, little by little, as you talk to people and situations change and... Everything changes. You know? Like, for mine, it was the podcast. It was, like, it was... It, it gradually grew to just me and to, like interviews and then even more like people are talking about videos now and that's really like it looks like that's where it's going mm -hmm. streaming it's, yeah so it's streaming like, whether it's just audio just, or video or combination thereof yeah so and that's what you're doing with the website right which you can uh yeah he's updated some more so and it's antiqueacquisitions.com. Yeah, right? but we recently changed it to we kept the uh, we kept the business name and LLC Antique Acquisitions LLC, but instead of Antique and Collectible Auctions, we now under the heading under my logo Antique Acquisitions, it's now Antique Acquisitions LLC Auctions, and then the the gavel. And then the word and, and then below it, the state sale services. So we've sort of changed it a little bit because the auctions are hard to, to get a good one. And so um, it seems to be right now that the way of the future, I think, is going to be, in my opinion, only my opinion, but I think there's going to be a more and more estate sale um companies growing or you know because now you got everything but the house you got yeah max sold you got you know all these other ones yeah i think it's definitely changing um a lot of people don't want to wait for auction or go to an auction or people don't want to wait for an auction to end you miss that and the other so i think that um um and there's a lot of shitty companies out there that clearly, because <clears throat> it's an unregulated business, the estate sale business. So anyone can do it, but hmm. not everyone is so honest and not everyone knows valuation and not everyone is licensed, bonded, and insured as an auctioneer, <laughs> such as myself. So so they're just slanging Sort of. I mean, there's, there's some people that have been successful at it, a couple companies that are local, but... A lot of them, they, the people that go in the houses, they, you know, <clears throat> when they interview a potential client, they go in, they walk around I'm like, yeah, we can do it. Then they bring their team in, who who knows who, and shit gets stolen, broken. <laughs> and then at the end of the day, they lie about how much they took in. They're not transparent, so they, they're like, oh yeah, Mr. Smith, yeah, we had a great day. We took in five thousand, and we get. 50% of that, so we'll write you a check for 2500 
in reality because it's all cash and there's no there's no written document at all. Yeah. Each item is not itemized. No one knows how much money is actually taken in. They could have taken in ten grand, pocketed five thousand, and told the client that we only took in five thousand. Yeah. So and then they're taking they're... a percentage of that. Yeah. They're getting double fucked. So that shit goes on. And then there's stealing. And then there's um there's other games that are played. Undervaluing items. Telling you know, having your friend come in at the, to be then the second or third person in line and giving your friend a heads up, like, oh, I told this lady that this piece, the sterling bowl was only worth $100, mm. when in reality it's worth seven fifty. Mm. And I, I tell you where to go when I open the door, you're first in line, you grab the bowl and... You, Take the bid. No, you, you, you buy it outright. At, yeah. It's an estate sale, not an auction. Oh. And, <clears throat> and basically, Damn. you're... You're splitting the profit with the guy who runs the estate sale. But you basically lied and frauded, uh, used fraudulent methods to pull one over on the seller. Yeah, you're of, tricking of people. The, of their merchandise not being honest with what they've got hanging on the wall or sitting on the table or whatever. And people do it all the time. And <clears throat> people get fucked. The client gets fucked over thinking that, wow, I got a hundred bucks for that. Not knowing, you know, maybe it was scrapped for a hundred bucks because it was, um, that's all, it, you know, as a piece of precious metal, that's all it was essentially worth. But because of the brand name, it's worth 10 times what it would have scrapped for because it's a fucking Tiffany or yeah. Kirk Sterling or, yeah. or an important brand. Yeah, because of the name. Because of the name, yes. And so people get fucked over all the time. And people are savvy. People who have a, who have the stuff. People aren't stupid, but there are. That's just another way the game is played. Mm. You know, then sort of an easy trick <clears throat> to pull over. Huh? Oh, very. And and you know, like how the fuck did he was that person first in line if the list didn't come out till this morning? <laughs> Yeah. I was here at 4 o'clock. I show up 4 a.m. The sale's not till 8. I show up. There's already a fucking list. And Joe Blow's already at the top of the list. Like, when was the list put out? Who put the list out? Who started the list? Fucking Joe Blow, man. So all these games are played, unfortunately. It's a, it's a racket, you know. And um, But I think that business is definitely growing because more and more people my age uh, the parents are dead or they're in nursing homes and so there's a lot of merchandise coming out of the woodwork. Yeah. T tons. D yeah. In this generation, my generation, there's a lot of shit coming out. Yeah, I feel, you know what else I feel like too is like as the revolution of reduce and reuse like and recycle like yep. comes into play, yep. a more emphasis, like an emphasis on this stuff yep. is just gonna grow. A right. demand is gonna grow and appreciation is gonna grow. Because I have an appreciation for all that stuff. I mean, things. there's, there's, yeah, there's I, there's the I, right, for it. You've been. Yeah, 28 years. 20, yeah, exactly. You've been honing in on I've that. I've seen, for seen many, like 28 years. years, but I've seen that market go. Yeah. I mean, like Kevin, well, I mean, for example, at Kevin's auction two weeks ago, we bought 12 paintings. Wow. I split them with my friend Tommy, and we spent 200 bucks for 12 fucking paintings. And out of the 12, because some of the stuff in the lots we didn't want, 
But out of the 12, we got like four decent paintings. We've got three great abstracts. One that's killer. I'm gonna, we're getting it. It's being framed. I'll have it next week. I'm going to put awesome. three, put 350 on it. That's yeah. just one painting. Yeah, wow. The other one is like a surrealistic painting with faces in the background. Hmm. Pretty wild. And the other one is, which I thought was a print until I looked closely at it, and it's actually a man and a woman, both naked, with the head of a doctor with a stethoscope leaning over them. And it's all done in gouache. I have it at my house. Wow. Yeah, I'm going to put like 250 on that. Hmm. Now... That's just two pieces out of the four pieces. That's I, if I realize both those prices, that's close to six hundred bucks. Yeah, for a two hundred dollar investment. That's that's a great start right there. So you know, it costs money to frame it, but it's worthy of framing. Yeah, and my this this load that I'm just talking about now, my frame guy's got um, four pieces, three from this auction, and one piece that I had that I needed to get framed. And I just called him yesterday. What's happening? He says, oh, they should be ready by Wednesday. He says, yes, there's shorter money than the last load. So these frames could be 30 35 bucks a piece, something like that. All frames and that's, with a wire. And that's good for, for what, you, you know, what you put in it and what the value is just by those two. You know, yeah. you still got two other more. Of that's right. Two, yeah, exactly. So but that's how, you know, so I see... I, that's the the buyer's tastes have yeah. changed, and hmm. that is the problem today. It's like not everything is. Kevin just blows it out with his discovery auction because he's got so much volume. He's doing nine auctions in ten weeks. That's fucking insane! Wow. My both my friends work for him, so it's, they're, they're wheeling stuff on carts. As soon as the auction's over. They're already setting up for the next auction. That's how much inventory they got. Wow. That tells you right there. Are they I, unloading, what, though? Or are they, yeah, yeah, people are buying it? Oh, yeah. yeah. But my point is, what I just alluded to five minutes ago was, yeah. more stuff is coming out of the fucking woodwork than ever. And clearly, Kevin having nine auctions in ten weeks, that's very evident. Mm. It's not because he's a good guy. It's not because he's... Worldwide, it's none of those. It's because, well, people do trust them. That's important. But the most important thing is there's volumes of stuff coming out. And there's an opportunity to run or manage a good estate sale and make hmm. get a piece of the action. Hmm. And maybe not even have to be there because my friend has been doing this. She's been running estate sales for 20 years. Hmm. And I just would have to pay her. Yeah, and a couple of goombas to just keep buying the stuff during the. I mean, the first few I would probably manage myself. Mm -hmm. I'd have to be get things going. Yeah, I have to dedicate my, you know, eight hours, and I just have a one day sale. And I'd have it, you know, managed correctly. And I'm looking at this woman who in California who is very successful. She. Lisa Carusi is her name, and she uh, she's out in California, mm -hmm. and she started five years ago. Um, two years ago, she grossed two hundred eleven thousand with twenty five estates. That's that's a good number. You think? Mm -hmm. And not all antiques, that. and not no. You should Google her. She has a. I'm looking at her video now. I'm, I'm going to study it because she sells a package. If you if you Google estate. Fusion, 
and we'll get started in a few minutes. But just to give you an idea, this is a, a, a mother of three, right, taking care of her children. She started her estate sale business. It's very successful. That's it right there, Estate Fusion. When she has a, on YouTube, she has a 45-minute video on all the do's and don'ts on how to run your estate sale. All hmm. the legal, she sells a package, a kit, and all the legalities and <laughs> the rules of engagement, you know, with the seller. And so I'm going through the video. I haven't yet, but bit by bit and writing down all the legalese. And then I'm going to transform that into a contract. And then... Then I'll probably bring it to one of my attorney friends and then have him go over it. And then then it's just a matter of finding a place. No, and then I then I change my put my on my website instead of antique acquisitions, antique and collectible auctions. Yeah. It will be now antique acquisitions, auctions, and estate sale uh services. So now, because not everyone wants to fucking consign to an auction. Not everyone wants to wait for their money. Not everyone knows anything about auction or doesn't want to get involved in auction. So I think having the best of both worlds, yeah, I think, in my, in my opinion, I, I know that once I post that, I'm going to get business. Yeah. I know I am. The yeah. fucking phone's going to ring. I know. Yeah. But I have to be prepared, and I need to have documentation. I need to have legalese. I need to have a good, solid, bulletproof contract that... You know, like some of the things that Lisa pointed out in the video, it's 45 minutes long. It's pretty amazing shit that I ain't even thought of. Mm. Well, one of the things is like the interference from the seller. Like when, like if you own the merchandise and so the sale starts at 8 o'clock and you come into the fucking house and now you start dictating prices to what, after she's mocked everything, you start dictating prices to the potential buyer like me, huh. how much you want for that. And she's like, no, 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 everything's already mocked. That conflict right there, that's fucking bad news. So she's huh. she's pointed that out in the contract that there should be no interference with anyone involved, anyone who owns the stuff outright, settle all emotional differences with stuff, pull stuff out that you don't want to sell. Yeah, just... Stuff like that. Get it set. Yeah, it's th that's just no, one little that's thing. That's good. That's no, yeah. no hang-ups. The, 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 legal, the legal problem of moving shit in the house. Someone pull, buys a bedroom set. They damage the um, the, f the front door, pulling mm -hmm. it out of the fucking house. You want to be liable for that? No. <laughs> so you got to put that in the contract that, you know, they have to have homeowner's insurance, too, as an auctioneer. They have, must have homeowner's insurance huh. because the homeowner's insurance, um, it uh, indemnifies you or makes you held harmless if someone damages something in the house. Because sometimes an on-site auction, sometimes the shit is in the house. And someone moving a piece of furniture by accident, either drop something or break something in the house your company could be held liable for that. So you mm -hmm. got to have that in writing that you're not fucking held liable. You know, if someone takes a chunk of wood out of the door. So it's stuff like that. Um, lots of shit. It's just um, the order of people coming to the estate sale. Who starts the list? Mm. You know, because people show up at 4 o'clock the night before if it's a really good sale. <laughs> you got to make sure that you know, you set the rules in concrete and like, nope, the list comes out when I show up at six o'clock. 
first come first serve if you're not present you're not present um uh at the time and you just show up you have to wait like everybody else mm. you know and and you go through the list and if I find out you say your name is Bob and you're number three on the list and there's fucking five people in line, I'm like, dude, his name ain't Bob, it's Peter. I'm like, dude, you're out. Don't come to my sales anymore. Yeah. What? 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 Done. If I see you at my sale, you're not allowed in. I'll call the. In fact, I have my security. Mm. And you have to be like that because it's unfair to other potential buyers who waited fucking three hours and then this guy just comes rushing in. And how many people do you let into a house at a time? That's another thing. Yeah, it's you a really good a, amount. It's a really good estate sale. You, you know, if it's a small house, no more than 10. And then you have a timer. You set your timer up. Five minutes is up, folks. I'll let 10 more people in. Stuff like that. Mm -hmm. the, these kind of things. Um, hazards in the house. Rope off everything that, you know, that there's nothing to be bought. And stuff like that. You know, do not cross the line, whatever. So there's a lot of shit to consider. It's not as easy as you think. There's a lot involved, but with my background. Yeah, that's a great service. With my background, uh, there's tons of money to be made. Like you said, the pe people are coming out of the woodwork now, and it's only going to. The, the demand's the only going to. The cycle's going to be strong for the next yeah. five to ten years. I, I, I see it. I feel it myself, too. And people don't have the time, especially people that are very successful in business. They don't have time to deal with their parents' shit. They don't want to even be in the fucking house. They want to sell it mm. or whatever they're doing. So they need someone to manage it. Be professional. done with it. Right. So they look for a management company. Now, one of the biggest companies now is EBTH, everything but the house. And it's, it's taking the world by storm. They are... Hmm. Uh, um, it's an online auction like eBay and they come in and they photograph and they have appraisal people and they have their whole fucking team. This is a national company. Hmm. I thought Max Soul was big, but Max Soul is like a, like a fucking fly, in a, piece of <laughs> a piece of dandruff compared to everything but the house. Yeah. So they're <laughs> very, right. So they're very successful wow. in their business and, uh, it's smart. So, but that the online auction where everything stays in place, you bid online at the end of seven days, you go claim, you go to the house and pick up your item as the winning bidder. So it has to be local bids in that case, right? Well, not necessarily. You could be an ROA and bid on it and then a week later come pick it up. But the point is, gotcha. there's no people running through your house. There's none of that. But. Nice and calm. Nice and calm, but the problem is with that is people, you still got people coming in all hours of the day yeah. after the auction ends, after a week. They could steal shit. Maybe, you know, who the fuck knows, you know? Uh. And like I said, sometimes the seller of the stuff doesn't want to wait or doesn't have time to wait for an online auction to end. Yeah. And because of that, they want to do an immediate estate sale. They want everything right out of the house and by Saturday at 5. In that so, case, it's like you write a roll. Yeah, that's what it get, is. You post the pictures. You post the pictures, and that's what you do. That's All great. right. So, anyway, I rattle on here. It's 11.24. Whatever right. you want to discuss for about a half hour. Uh, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Whatever you know. you're feeling. 
This, we can we can do it all. We can do it all. I don't this like is, I, I don't like to navigate. I don't like to. This is all good. I don't like to like to be off course because when I'm focused on an issue, I like to stay. Yeah. I like to stay the issue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whether you know, no matter what. Yeah, I thought we were doing the podcast, so it's like well, we are. <laughs> we're doing it now. Uh what do you do? I have to click a button or something? Yeah, no, we're ready to rock. I made sure we were good. Well, we're good. Just levels, tell me what you want to do. Levels are good, and, uh, you know, Can this, you pick me up this for me? Great. One, two, one, two. <laughs> I think we got you. I can, I can see it all. Everything's moving right. One, two, one, two. Can you hear me? One, two. Checking. Check, check. It's like before an auction. I check everything. Makes, makes well, yeah, everything. right? Make you sure think? they can hear you? Hey, well, not only that, I got to adjust the volume and get a, <laughs> you know, point the speaker in the right direction and Warm my voice on my auction. <laughs> do you do the la 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 Boomer baby baggy bumper. Boomer baby baggy bumper. Boomer do you want to do baby. a shot of aloe before we start? No. <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, I don't know if you wanted to talk about like a little bit of the, uh, you know, how that sort of diet. Oh, I, could, I could talk. Uh, I could talk about that till doomsday. You know. So or or did you want to stay on? Whatever you want. So, so yeah. Getting back to the for a second. So you you progress a boomer baby baggy bumper. Then you move to. Uh, Twenty T tat or tap two toes and tip to tap to two twin trolls. Two twin trolls. Then after that, then you get to uh, rugged Rudolph rolled the rover around the ragged Roman robber. Got it. Rugged Rudolph rolled the rover around the ragged Roman robber. Rugged Rudolph rolled the rover around the ragged Roman robber. And then when you get past all those, and after you've done all your numbers, your your ten your double up double them up count ten ten twenty twenty thirty thirty forty forty fifty fifty. And you're doing all those, all that stuff. Then um, you start coming up with phrases and words that make the Bitcoin more pleasant. Yeah. And, and but you got to get beyond the biggest hurdle is the tongue twisters by far. But that's what gives, that's what builds the speed. Like a duck, like a doe, like a deer, like a dog. Mm. <laughs> that forces the tip of the tongue to hit the roof of the mouth. Like a duck, like a doe, like a deer, like a doll, like a duck, like a doe, like a deer, like a doll, like a doll, like a doll, like a deer, like a deer, like a deer, like a deer, like a doll, like a doll, like a doll, like a deer, like a deer. That comes that comes from John Corey, a one of the biggest champion big callers in the world. And then part of his training. Um John Corey's pretty amazing. I have his video, I paid fifty bucks for it, it was worth every penny. I still watch it. It's an hour long. That's pretty I'm cool. Big calling and training and fucking voice control and fucking crazy shit. Yeah, that's a lot of uh, a lot of great knowledge. That like, but that comes with that years of doing it. Yeah, practice and practice. Because I had my father's voice from broadcasting because he was a broadcaster. So yeah, I have his voice and I am. That's how the whole idea of doing auctions came to fruition mm -hmm. in two thousand seven because I figured now I have his voice. And they have the background with the stuff. So I sort of married the two and put two and two together. And that's how I ended up getting licensed in 2008 in Rhode Island. That's and legit. 2012 in uh, 
Massachusetts. That's pretty legit. But it's like anything else. You if you do the time, it it can be good. It can be worthy. It can be a money maker. But Kevin sort of got a stronghold on the steroid island. Very few auctioneers are able to compete with him. So I just take it as it is, and if a good auction comes my way, I'll do it. Um, but I'm thinking now maybe I should be doing estate sales. And there's a lot of land out there in Massachusetts, so there's possibilities to do auctions in Mass. A lot Kevin's of not even, out there. Kevin's not even licensed in Massachusetts, so... A lot wanted, of potential. Yeah, tons. So I'm not worried. I'm enjoying my life, with the exception yeah. of my throat. Wow. That seems like it's going to be a slow battle. Yeah, we can talk but... about we can talk about health and nutrition and yeah, sort of lead into my issue, I guess. Yeah. If you want. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's like. Uh, I guess where where we start is really about like how I guess how diet diets help both of us. Big time. Um, yep. Feel we, better. Yep. Overall. Are we online yet? Yeah. 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 Yep. So you can cut and edit as you go. I can. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's good. Yeah, I probably don't though. I probably won't. Like I love I love just giving you know <clears throat> giving people it raw. Well, I'll only get an uh, introduction. All right. Do you want me to introduce you? Well, yeah, why not? You're the host. All right. Um, yeah, I can, <laughs> I can introduce you. Like, uh, I can introduce you. Yeah, this is... Uh, all right, well, welcome to the show, yep. Stu. Yep. We've already been chatting for a little while. I don't know if I'm going to put this in the middle or in the front. Right. I mean, I could edit it, put it in the front for us. Right. But... Welcome everybody to Gun right. Sync's podcast. All right, this is Stu Altman. That's that's how you say it, right? Yes. Of Antique Acquisitions LLC. dot com. Do you have to put the LLC? People need to know no, this, Stu. People uh, need to know this antique if listening. Antiqueacquisitions dot com. Okay. Just and, so they know. Yep. And um, well, we can talk about whatever you want to talk about. We talk about business. We talk yeah. about health. But you, but in that aspect of of the, you know, when I introduce myself, you know, RJ, the writer, whatever, you, yep. you're the you're you're a specialist in lots of right antiques, antiques and cooking, cooking, nutrition, and nutrition, and a handful of other things. So a man of many words, yes, um, and many talents, yep. So, welcome to Gun Things Podcast. Thanks for being here. Yeah, yeah I know you've been waiting here. a long time for this. You're actually here, which is funny. Um, you know, some because in some other shows I'll go. You'll and, travel. And I'll travel to snap people up. You know. Yeah. If you want to do a little, do a little chat. I'll I'll pack my stuff. You pack your whole broadcast <laughs> booth. Pack my little microphone, which I'm not really that impressed with. I'll be honest. Right. Yeah, but. That's another, that's another aspect of life, right? But yeah, so thanks for for talking. We we talked about uh, about antiques already. We talked about estate sales, right? Yeah. yeah. We were thinking about talking about health. Yep. Yeah. Well, that's you know, what I, we were. That's what we 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 were just talking yeah. about. Yep. Yeah. Well, you know, because you've had some. Oh, I've had some issues and still continue to have issues. some uh, ga- gastro. Uh, 
esophageal reflux disease, or yeah. GERD for short. And, yeah. uh, um, which is fucking terrible. Which like, is acid reflux half, is one half, of the worst. Yeah, half of the half of the world suffers it's, from this. It's and, fucked up. And the thing is, uh, in the Western world, in Western society, um, from a professional standpoint, like doctors out there, you know, you go to the doctor, that's all they want to do is like, oh, I'll only throw him an antacid. Let him, let me throw him something to stop the reflux. When in reality, um, without talking about it at nauseum, but this, the you know the the internet is loaded with videos proving that's not most of the case. Most of the time, it's low stomach acid that causes reflux, and it's because food is not digesting. It really doesn't have anywhere to go and sits sort of in the small intestine. And because it sits in the small intestine, instead of nutrients being absorbed fully, some of it gets eaten up by uh, pepsin, which is a enzyme, mm. part of gastric acid, which is a combination of hydrochloric and pepsin. Um, basically, it gets eaten away, but not only some of that food is digested, and so the rest sort of sits and ferments in the intestine that that, that doesn't get dissolved or digested um, or in mm. the stomach. And up comes a reflux. It has nowhere to go, um, but uh, essentially yeah. up, unfortunately. And there are trigger foods. You know, the common ones are acidic foods, tomatoes, um, oranges, uh, lemons, um, other trigger foods are chocolate. Um, tomatoes, alcohol, mm. um, anything to do with carbon dioxide. Any, I don't care if it's seltzer water. If it's if it's carbonated, it's definitely gonna have your stomach um, belts. You're gonna, you know, essentially your stomach's farting. Yeah. And basically anything, any contents that are yeah. in your stomach, any gastric juices, the most dangerous one being pepsid acid, a pepsid. I'm sorry, pepsid um, enzyme. Because that is the one that causes um, esophageal reflux um, disease. Hmm. Um, and the problem with that is uh, once you burn your esophagus or throat, in which I know I have, we have a standing appointment in another week. And I've had every other test known to man. And I... Speaking of tests, we sort of did a test the other day, and we did another test this morning, actually, uh, with some bicarbonate of soda and a little bit of spring water, and we found that uh, after five minutes, uh, it took me five minutes to belch. And if you go on the internet and you Google that, you will find that it's a quick uh, litmus test, so, so to speak, on whether you have enough stomach acid um, to for digestion or not. Um, and basically, if you don't belch within five minutes, you have low stomach acid. You have, everyone has stomach acid, but <clears throat> yeah. you, um, they call it hypochloridria. Hypochloridria. I think that's how they pronounce I think it. So. That's um, very low stomach acid. And, and there are signs... Um, to tell if you have hypochloridria and if you have dry itchy skin, um, dandruff, yep. um, your nails it. are sort of beaten up, um, things like that. Those are typical signs um, that you, you're not digesting well. 
um, but you are what you eat, and um, just, I'm always looking for new information, and just recently got this book on the, um, on the, um, on the acid diet, basically, to, uh, written by an ENT who's been studying this for years, and I learned something uh, that there are a lot of processed foods, not that you processed foods, but foods that you think that are perfectly okay are actually processed with uh, other types of acids like sulfuric acid, mm. multic acid. Yeah, that's how um, I do it. Linoleic acid, all, all these other acids. And here's the biggest problem um, when it comes to esophageal um, burning or any type of throat irritation. Once you burn your throat and peptic, peptic acid has touched that tissue in your throat, um, it's, it becomes what they call a receptor. And the receptor is inactive until you eat something that's acidic. So if you already have receptors from being burned a few times in your throat by peptic acid, when you eat an acidic food, think of it as a, a magnet. You know, when you bring a, a magnet close to a piece of metal, sure. it attracts it. Well, it's the same thing with peptic um, enzyme. When you eat something that's acidic, it attaches itself to that receptor in your throat and continues yeah. to eat away at like, your esophagus. Yeah, because of what already happened. That's correct. Like, uh, it plants itself. Yeah. Um, these, um, not nodules, but these micro cells mm. uh, implanted themselves in the damaged tissue. And this is why yeah. it's important to eat an alkaline diet and to eat yeah. foods that have a pH of five or higher. Yeah. Now, um, from a professional standpoint, I worked in water quality for 23 years, yeah. so I have a clue about water. Yeah. Um, and I recommend anyone who's suffering from this type of problem, um, to I call it acid rainwater, but to keep away from any type of water. Uh, it sounds funny, <laughs> but but anything anything below really a seven, is. anything below a seven, is a nasty thing for the body because the human body pH is very tight. It doesn't, it's not a 7.0, it's not an yeah. 8, it's a 7.35 to 7.45. Yeah. That's the human body pH. Mm -hmm. So you want to stick with liquids, especially water. You want to go to buy a good quality spring water because your body's like 70, what, 80% water. Yeah. So therefore, you want to stick with water that's of good quality and that is of high pH, above a 7, minimally. So um, we drink um, this Turkish water, Saka, S-A-K-A, -A, yeah. which is pretty good. But the better, the better one I like is um, Avion. It's from the French Alps. And that's a really good quality water. It, it comes in around 7.5, 7.7. But it's above 7. It won't irritate your throat or your stomach, etc. Yeah, I think um, this is around the same and seven, you know, seven, seven. You want to keep away from um, chemically treated waters like um, municipalities. You want to yeah. you want to keep away from that. Um, you can evaporate chlorine gas if your if your uh, municipality uses if you're using municipality water, and it's obviously it contains chlorine to kill to disinfect yeah. the water from microbes. 
you can easily just pour a quart of water in a container and then leave it in the refrigerator overnight and any of the chlorine gas will gas off and mm-hmm. the water will no longer have that chlorine funny taste. Yeah. But um, it's basically just be wary of what you eat and a lot of things you think are good for you really are yeah. not. And it all has to do with digestion because um, the the it's been proven, it's been studied to death, but the stomach and the brain are connected, um, not really physically, but physiologically, they're connected. And you ever hear that? You know, everyone's heard of gut instinct and stuff like that. That's, gut instincts podcast. That's that's that, that's <laughs> basically it. That's and, literally and, and where my mind went it, when I thought of the name. Right. I was like, well, that's a no-brainer for me. Right. For a while, I kept saying, like, I used to use my gut. And I was like, I was saying it. Before I but even knew. the thing is, you know, thing is, is it all starts with digestion. Digestion yeah. begins in the mouth. You're supposed to, no yeah. one, no one chews, chewing thing. No one chews their food twenty to Dude. thirty times I'm, before I'm, they swallow it. I still try my best. I'm like, slow down. And the thing is, more. even if you chew your food twenty to thirty chew, times chew. per mouthful, the problem is you're swallowing a lot of air, which eventually becomes CO2, which will cause bloating and all these other problems. So, yep, that makes um, sense. There are gotta go slow, yeah, steady, and we but, don't chew our food, right? That's number one. Well. Number two, you gotta be eating foods that are alkaline. Yeah, you should be eating, you know, because they say that an acidic body is a disease-ridden body. Mm. So it's been studied. That's been studied. Well, yeah, they say like the cells can only thrive in an acidic environment. And disease like, cells yeah yes. so that's why it's like when you turn the environment because i'm definitely big on like turning the environment versus attacking what's happening it's right. like that's why i love the probiotics right because it's like right we, that's a whole nother day in, of discussion. i know i inundate the body with right. the good microbes or right. more microbes right because if you have bad then, flora then everything else it doesn't matter getting back to absorption of yeah. of nutrients because if you if you have poor gut flora, yeah. meaning you have more uh, bad bacteria than good bacteria, what that essentially means is you're not digesting or breaking down all the nutrients mm. and vitamins that you're getting from raw vegetables. So even if you're a vegan, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what mm. protocol of food, what you're eating. It's all irrelevant. If yeah. you have bad gut flora, then the digestion is going to be bad and it'll be evident in your skin and how you think. Yeah. And that's why eating a healthy diet, especially alkaline foods is important. Um, because you know, it's hard to break down certain foods. Yeah. And if you, um, and the thing is, if you're going to do a probiotic, you know, I'll save you the trip of going online and trying to Google it, but, you should be dealing with a good probiotic, one that's got 50 billion yeah. of microflora, yeah. minimum, minimum. And and the one I take is um, Renew Life. It's mm. uh, 50 billion. It's 12 strains um, of that's microflora. Good. And it, they're not cheap. It's uh, they're almost like a dollar. They're like a dollar a pill. But 
is your life worth thirty dollars? So I mean, always. So my always first cost is like food for me and like the crazy health, crazy shit. Like I don't care. I'm like <laughs> allocate the funds for that first. Yep. And well, then deal with the rest that's later. That's it because you to know, me it seems worth it. I don't you, know. You are what like, you eat, and yeah. you know if you. Uh, it's true. I got I get mine from a pretty legit spot. It doesn't have that many strains though. Uh, Twelve. You want to go ten minimum. But, but I think it's that. But taking nothing is not helping the cause. So yeah, absolutely. So and I can't overemphasize the amount of water that people really should be drinking. No oh, man, um, me too. I don't even. I still don't drink enough. Because because a food can't assimilate all these vegetables and all these nutrients. <laughs> They're all pretty much bound in your gut unless you liquefy them with good quality spring Al water, alkaline water. water yeah. Right. And so, um, but getting back to low stomach acid, because half the world, believe it or not, suffers from that. Yeah. So the simple test is by carbonated soda, and you just take a quarter teaspoon and you dump it in some spring water, about four to six ounces, you stir it around. This is first thing in the morning. Morning, you wake up, you do that, and if you don't burp, belch or burp within five minutes, you have a low stomach acid. Um, so that's what I've determined. I've done the test twice, and it looks like I have low stomach acid. I'm gonna try it one more time just to be sure. And Excuse me. Because you didn't belch. You didn't belch. What, in five minutes? Within five minutes. What'd you do it at? Seven or something? Seven, yeah. yeah. The first time I didn't even belch. Didn't even belch, yeah. So, so that's that, a pretty... That's pretty scary. Pretty strong indicator. That, I mean, that, that, I mean, because your stomach's always producing hydrochloric, but it doesn't come out until it's signaled by food. Mm. So, um, or something that you put in your stomach, because it wants to... Remember... Um, the problem, not the problem, the issue with hydrochloric acid is most people think that it's just for digestion, which is, that is true, but it's also to kill off microbes that are foreign to your body, which means bad food or food that could have been contaminated or touched yeah. by someone. Um, which I know I read like dogs have a crazy acidic. Oh yeah, they because have. Because the stuff that they eat, it just gets killed. It killed instantly. Yeah. So it's important to so have. I wonder. Very important to have mm. um, hydrochloric acid and a fair amount available when you ingest food. Um, so I mean, that indicator told you that. That yeah, that indicator told me that. Basically, and, you gotta. And so what is the next step? Now, produce be, more because of my stomach, not because of my throat issues. I can't just start eating fermented foods because it'll continue to burn my throat. Sure, sure. So the only way to get in something down would probably be some type of enzyme mm. in a pill form mm -hmm. um, during uh, when I'm eating. So when it, food gets digested, that gets broken down with it. Yeah. And that helps the digestion. What do you think about like a plant protein? Like that's because that's a huge reason why I take like my shake plant protein. Mm -hmm. It's like because it says not not only like the protein that's in it, but right. the enzymes are like crazy. Right. That's what I love about it is yeah. like all the enzymes because I know that they help. Break our, down. Yeah, they're so beneficial for the breaking down and the, the food. processing and everything. Right. Yeah, I think it's like hemp, goji, berry, and coconut. 
coconut, yeah. Because a friend of mine who studies Ayurvedic medicine, she basically told me, um, you know, what to keep away from, this, that, and the other. Um, but there are, there is like a, such a host of things that will stimulate hydrochloric acid in your stomach mm. that are not, I don't want to say dangerous, but there's a pill out there called betaine uh, HCL. Um, and what that is, is, um, basically it simulates the hydrochloric acid that's in your stomach and you're supposed to take one of those, um, during, uh, your meal, mm. like halfway through in the thing is, if you get a warm, fuzzy feeling in your chest or stomach, that means that um, after you've eaten, that means you probably have enough hydrochloric for digestion. However, if you take that pill and you don't get a warm, fuzzy feeling, that means you're low on stomach acid and that pill is beneficial. Now, you don't take that supplement, from what I've heard, mm. you know, for the rest of your life. You take it just to get your digestive tract back on order back in order so um not sure what direction i'm going to go in next um we're going to have my throat looked at in about a week by an ent but as far as digestive health goes we're gonna we're gonna see what's next uh to come for digestion but alkaline foods are are the best um to heal a, a burnt esophagus yeah. or, or throat or, or issues with the throat or even stomach, stomach ulcers, for instance. Um, you should be eating an alkaline diet. Um, you should be well aware of what foods that are so-called safe, which really are not safe because mm -hmm. they contain micro amounts of sulfuric acid and mm. all these other things. Even though the trace amounts, if you're eating that same thing every day, seven times a week, guess what? It's called bioaccumulation. Is that what it's called? Yeah, I learned that shit in, <laughs> in one of my college classes. Right. Yeah, it's like the, they study because of the fish bioaccumulation of these micro uh, sort of toxins right. happen so fast because they reproduce so fast. Mm -hmm. So they test like, you know how crazy it, it increases mm -hmm. based on like wherever they're testing, you know, because of what, you know, some of it's next, next to places that they release chemicals and stuff. Like, yeah. Cause they still do that. And you, the the you mean the Baltic sea, you mean like in Scandinavia where you can buy a, a chemically, uh, engineered, if you will, piece <laughs> of salmon that's swimming around that's loaded with, um, carcinogenic um chemicals and uh, don't isn't that the one that they have to color because it's gray no it's not gray <laughs> yeah, yeah. The pink, no no but it's pink 36 it's, it's just it's just loaded with toxic um chemicals because of its environment and always buy wild so if you're buying fish yeah definitely farm raised is a big mistake um because wild is wild and wild and and farm raised is controlled environment. So God knows what the hell they're feeding these fish and uh, deep dive, dived scallops. Yep, deep, deep dive scallops. scallops. Um, you know, same thing with the shrimp. Shrimp. Don't Cold buy, water. Well, saltwater shrimp. You never want to get saltwater shrimp from any Asia country because the waters typically are dirty. Um, uh. You want to. 
you want to you want to get your shrimp from a good source, and you want to make sure they come from um, places like Panama, Ecuador, the Gulf of Mexico, um, to name a few. You know, that, mm. those are really good sources for shrimp. Crabs, probably want to go to Maryland for those. Um, you really have to pick and choose your your foods. Um, you know, especially shellfish and fish. You know, it's the dangerous world out there. Everything's just loaded with toxic chemicals, yeah, preservatives. It's, it's kinda all kinds daunting of, sometimes. All kinds of crap. And and the thing is you you know, certain foods you like to eat like once a week. Just think about all that buildup, all that toxicity, mm. all these chemicals. It's not the way to go. And sure you pay a little more for a product that's less processed or not processed, but long term it's worth it. Yeah. I mean, I mean, that's how I see it. I didn't know, you know, what the difference was between the shrimp from Thailand and the shrimp from Mexico. I didn't understand the quality until I had a shrimp from, from, um, from the Gulf of Mexico or shrimp mm. from Panama. I mean, there's a world of difference in the taste. And the reason is it doesn't come from a polluted water. Yeah. Or it doesn't come from a controlled experience or, or, it. or a controlled polluted environment. Ugh. You know, feeding these uh creatures all kinds of crap because Ugh. it's cheap and it's you know, processed meal uh that they feed the shrimp. Fake food. It's it's just um it's loaded with toxins and carcinogenic product and and then now you're eating this fish um that's laden with these all these bad things so that's just be wary just up. be wary where you get your product from be very wary where you get your product from that's why i love the farmer's market the farmer's market like, that's the thing too you cut out the middleman um you're paying the farmer who's who needs to make their money for growing the product and taking care of the soil and I'm doing the CSA next year. Doing all the agriculture. And, you know, why should you be paying, you know, a middleman for a product when you pay the farmer? I, I love going to the farmer's market for that reason because, yeah. you know, you're getting fresh produce. You know, it hasn't been played with. So, um, it's fun to even go there. Last, usually in the summer, I like to, like, pick a couple of farms to go to. Yeah. And then just see it. So, like, that way, when I do get my food, I like look at the plant, I look at the food, and then I think about the plot that it came. That's pretty cool, like to just you be able look to at, do that. Look at the it feels plants, a little better. Your plants <laughs> and stuff like that. You see you know, how healthy they are. You know they're not sprayed to death with pesticides. You know some some companies use pesticides, but another way of pesticide is um, they use um. Other insects to keep, you know, predatory insects off of food, mm. you know, yep. which is still better than having your food laden with them. Um, yeah, I like the predator mites and right, stuff. Right. Yeah, I like that. That's cool. Yeah. So. I got some friends who do that. Not just for the veggies, for the cannabis herbs, too. Yeah. It works all, all through. Yeah, the whole all, cycle. Yeah, the whole all the plants. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> yeah, it's awesome. But um, 
So that covers pretty much health, and you should be doing exercise three, at least minimum three yeah. times a well, week. Some well, what's your, what's your next steps for the, like, what's your game plan? For my situation? Yeah, for the esophagus. Other than, obviously, you got to take the tests coming up. Yeah, so you well, figure that out. I'm gonna. Well, but, you know, I'm, I've already taken the, my own little acid test twice and failed. Um, for um, yeah, so like, what's the game plan? So the game plan is um, I'm gonna try the uh, acid test again. If I fail for the third time, I'm really convinced at this point that yeah, I'm then low you acid. Just, you just... So I need to start or implement some type of enzyme. I am gonna contact my friend out in um california just for her mm. ayurvedic advice mm. and then um from there um uh, i have a an appointment for an ent anyway to look at my throat um in main in the meantime i'm maintaining um uh, a high ph diet foods of a ph of five or better because anything acidic is no good um it causes causes a, it 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 can potentially cause um, other health problems when mm-hmm. you're eating low pH foods. So it's important to um, there's a list on the internet of you know a pH yeah. level um, has been assigned to every piece of food on the earth. Yeah, yeah, everything has a. But to understand pH. pH, pH is basically the bombardment. Of, of ions. Yeah, was it less, stand for something less, of hydrogen? Yes, uh, the, the, the bombardment of hydrogen ions um, is essentially what pH means. In um, the higher bombardment, the lower the pH. So, um, you know, you want to be, you know, alkaline, which is above a seven for water. But for food, you can be above a five, mm. and um, a lot of things fall above five. Um, yeah, so the potential of hydrogen—that's what it is. The, the potential. Ph. Yep. Yeah. So it's exactly what you said. Does that's what it stands for? Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty crazy. Yeah, the seven point four is the blood, like you talked about. Seven point three five. Right. Yep. Like you said is the. Seawater at eight, baking soda eight point five. Yep. So when you add a you add a base to an acid, being your stomach acid, what happens is it should generate carbon dioxide, um, gas in your stomach, which would then, within three to five minutes, you should be belching. But if you don't, then that means you have low stomach acid, because you do. And wow. um, and why is that? Um, why yeah. do, some people naturally have low stomach acid? As you yeah. get older, you have less stomach acid, and some people have to take um, some type of enzyme or hydrochloric pill to aid in digestion. And it's not like you take the pill the rest of your life, but to restart your, I yeah. guess, your digestive process, so to speak. To yeah, because you're always changing, so you got to start. I feel like every day I'm always starting. It's like yeah. And my <laughs> my friend Heidi out in California recommended a um a um a a uh, body internal cleanse. 
so to speak, because um, you you could have lots of bacteria, bad bacteria that's lurking around, and that's really stopping the whole process of um, in of of absorbing nutrients. Yeah. So I'm a firm believer on that one. So you know that bad could bacteria. be that that could be an underlying issue. Um, how about a a gut cleanse? The the what is it called? Um, when they flush your pooper out, it's a uh, water hydrotherapy. Hydrotherapy. Co- colon, colon, colon. Colon cleanse. I yeah. heard about that. But I'm not I, sure I'm not if that is. I'm making for that, so I'll let you know. I don't know if that's so successful because I'll, I don't I'm know. Find out. I don't know if that goes from like I know. Like I know it's from like full through stuff. because yeah. you know you got your stomach. And then you've got your lower intestine. Then connected to that, you get the pancreas. Pancreas. Yeah. Then you've got your large intestine. Yep. And then out. Yep. So. Um, yeah, I think it's only that large that it that it cleans. Well, I'm I'm gonna have but, it happen. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. Most of the digestion, if you read online, most of the digestion takes place in the uh, pancreas sure. and the um, in the small intestine. Small intestine. And any definitely. anything that's bad gets filtered out by the liver. Yeah. That's generally and I know, how it works. I know too, it's like I, I know before it goes into the small intestine, it's supposed to be relatively broken down from the stomach. I think that's where the problem is. It's like especially if if we overeat. You eat too much. We overeat, then you know. I mean, you're not producing then, enough acid yeah. for the volume of food you're eating. Yeah, it's like then the undigested stuff goes in the small intestines and it's like then it goes in large large intestines and it's people, weird because i eat let like i'll eat things like lentils if i eat too many lentils right. like this morning i had super pain like hard as a rock in my colon like right. i could feel it until right. i went to you know went, yeah. went out so you blasted <laughs> that's throat. it and it went and luckily it was good it was just came out you yeah. know well, we, last night we had uh <laughs> we had big fish last night with um another grain called faro Oh yeah, I heard about that. And uh, we made it How's last that? night. It looks How's like um, very tasty. We used um, a vegetable bouillon. Um, we hmm. put no onions, no nightshades. Yeah, type no of garlic, thing. no none of that. Yeah, because I've my, been off that for a little bit. So we just used uh, straight, um, a, a non-GMO, good quality, good grade vegan um, bouillon. And it was nice. delicious. We used that, nice. and uh, we cooked up the farro, and it's like a three-to-one ratio, one cup of farro to three cups of water. We It said 30 minutes, but really, it was still hard at 30, so we went to 45 minutes, and it was fine. It was quite delicious. Mm. Um, very awesome. satiating. You, you don't need a big pile of it. You could eat, you know, Debbie had uh, just a little bit um you know, maybe two or three ounces. She's like, I'm a, I'm done. So it's very cool. satiating. Yeah. It's good quality. I know I saw pictures. They look pretty big. Yeah. Red Mill. Relative. Red Mill is the company. Um, and stuff's readily available at, at, at uh, Job Lot. Yeah. So it's a good, um, it's a good product. I mean, it tastes good. It's um, fibrous. And it's it's on the um, non-acidic uh, yeah. diet, uh, non-acidic um, 
watch list for people who have GERD. So yeah, I definitely heard it was one of the. And that's better, another thing uh, too. It's like you got to be eating foods that are satiating, that keeps you, you know, hunger free for hours, and you know that seems to be a pretty good one because yeah. you're trying to eat more smaller meals, and eat more often, but eat less every time you eat. Of it, yeah. Because yeah, every time you eat, it's work for your stomach and your pancreas mm-hmm. to break it down. And um, so I sort of, at least I think I know what's going on in my throat now. Yeah. Um, and I'm pretty sure I know what's going on in my stomach. Well, it'll be good. It'll be good to, feed, you know. To see. Yeah, and then we'll do a future, in, in, another in episode. In, and the, then com- we'll, in the coming weeks, so I'm going to know a lot. We'll talk about. About, about what's going on and how yeah. I generally feel. Because right now. Um, and if anybody's interested. I'm not really en- not really enjoying my life because as a chef, I, as I cook too, I'm not really, um, you know, up until recently, you know, I was eating foods that I didn't even think were acidic and they turn, turn out that they are. So sticking with the alkaline diet, we'll see what happens. And alkaline water and no alcohol and no chocolate and no acidic foods for a while. Um, it's weird for me because, um, you know, I'm used to eating nightshades and yeah. acidic foods. Yeah, and, for me, chocolate is one that's going to be hard to Yeah, chocolate. Back. Well, you can eat car- <laughs> carob. There's a carob. I got that. Yeah, I like carob. Not bad. It's. I mean, it's not chocolate. No, that's no, no. You can't <laughs> substitute that. But I make it. I make some raw carob treats. So when when I make them again, I'll make sure I get you get you one. It's honey and maple I use yeah. to sweeten it, so you feel a little better. Right about eating it <laughs> with the care. <laughs> but yeah, I'm with you. Well, it'll be good. It'll be good to talk again. Uh, yeah, you know, and see where you're at at that point, and as things progress. Yeah, as in my throat. That's um, that's uh, the uh, best part about this, yeah. I guess. That, yeah. Again, that, that's. I'm just concerned about my throat, and you know, I've been dealing with it for. 27 months um and if anyone has any input as to yeah uh throat issues or what they've been experiencing um my throat hasn't been that bad in the last month or so um it's been worse in the last month or so and i don't know what i'm not sure what to attribute that to i don't know but you know, I'm just, you know, very concerned and they'll know more after April 9th. Yeah. So, yeah. so, I so got. anybody can reach out to us if they're interested in this um, topic. I'm always talking about it and you're specifically, we're going to touch base as time progresses. Yep. And we're going to see what happens. You're going to attack it and do the elimination stuff too and stick with the alkaline I gotta pee. I mean, are you? Are we? You good? I'm good. Yeah. I'm all, set. all right. Cool. That was, that was a pretty awesome. That was that a was, whole hour. That was cool. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate. Uh, I know everyone is stoked to have you. Yeah. Uh, and you'll you'll come back again. Yep. And we'll, we'll talk more. We can more. talk. Uh, we can talk at uh, nauseum about and go and, you and look at his website if anybody's interested too. Antiqueacquisitions. Uh, dot com. Dot com and. Uh, You'll be hearing more from Stu. Stu? Yep. Thank you. You're welcome. All right. Have a good day. (laughs)